This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! It has been a real 2021 to kick off a new year in peace and tranquility, which means it's time for Verbal Tap returning to bring a little bit more unity to the world. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Show the proofs fighting easier from outside of the cage. Way less weight cutting during the holidays and quarantine. Raf, how are you? I'm great, but I have troubling news for everybody listening to the show. What? Oh, God. Did somebody, did they go for the Library of Congress next? What? Oh, man. No. But don't you kind of look at your feed thinking that might be the next logical step to all of this? (laughs) It turns, they've retaken Western Kentucky. (laughs) Western Kentucky government concedes like, oh, God, here we go. Come on. Or they do it kind of in that way where the FBI warns us, hey, if you like the appetizer, don't worry. There might be 50 of these. We won't tell you where, (laughs) but you might want to capitalize your letters. Hmm? Wink, wink. Oh, my God. And especially when you read these things. Anyway, the troubling news, Kevin, that I have to tell you, amongst the other troubling news that I'm sure we'll address in parts here, is uh, we're on what appears to be day five of Jorge Masvidal not deleting his social media. Oh, I hold on. You sent me something that he was going to, that he was mm-hmm. uh, bouncing, right, because of the parlor shit or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yep, all the cool kids, Kev. They're no longer going to be around. So Jorge, who it's bad. I worry even more so, like I know he's not necessarily doting the wagon line, but you know how we feel like uh, Cody's just making it up? It's kind of a, a character because that's what he said once upon a time. I feel like Jorge Masvidal really believes these things, which makes mm-hmm. me, you know, he just doesn't seem like he's turning heel, but maybe. So Still there, we though. Up, <laughs> we put up a meme, and I didn't really think it was all that out of the line. And it was, hey, everybody, Street Jesus is threatening to delete his social media because they banned Donald Trump. See? Nobody cares. Now, (laughs) I just thought that kind of sums up the threat. When we talk about cancel culture, and yeah, to some extent, we do understand it exists. But if your whole shtick is, man, I hate cancel culture, maybe you like it. So take that thought and apply it to Jorge Masvidal, where you say, listen, dude, get on or get off. I hate hearing about how you're going to do it. One of my friends, Kevin has hilariously gone on every day of his new year and said day 12 of me deleting my Facebook and announcing that I'm going to delete it. And it's a good bit, but that's what I feel like it is with Jorge Masvidal. It's like, Oh, don't you got you cancel culture. You'll make me do it. And it's like, all right, well then do it. Mm, No, I kind of, well, before I make a few cancel culture, um, you actually were for it during World War II jokes, Raph. I'm going to plug some sponsors. <laughs> Please do. Go to Manscaped. Get your buzz on. New year, new you. You can, you know, even if you're not feeling trimmer, you can look trimmer with the right trimmer. There's some wordplay. Enter verbal tap. I don't know if you get a discount, but it certainly helps 20%. us. And... Do not forget, after you've made yourself more aerodynamic as you head into training, to get on over to nogibjjgear.com. Enter in verbal tap 15. Get, wait, what? 15 for those of you in the states where math was sort of an elective. Verbal tap 15. Thank you. I should probably mention this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I know this is a bad point to do it after the ad read, uh, but our friends over at Nogi BJJ Gear have actually rebranded. What? Yeah, they have. Um, 
I'm going Let's, to the website I always yeah. showed right before. Xmarshall.com. Yes. <laughs> Xmarshall, where you can put the X in. Mar- I'll, I'll work on it. Xmarshall.com. Great catch, Raph. Formerly Nogi, BJJ, gear.com. You can still find them. Don't worry. 1-800-320-2505. X marks the spot. See, we did it. I do love Segment that. Segment <laughs> Just, I realized that I hadn't really brought that to your attention, and you were going great. They even emailed on their listserv and said, X Marshall Marketing. And to be fair, when you see one of those emails, you probably don't read it. But I happened to look, and I saw them switch to their social media, and all I could think of was, Wait, oh, that kind of applies to us because we do the, oh, yeah, okay, we should probably make a mental note for that. So note received. Let's go back to this, though, Kevin. Be like me and get the lazy cat rash guard. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) When we talk about how these things come to fruition. Rebellions or Mm -hmm. social media rebellions? I don't know exactly what you call it because it's not like Facebook and Twitter are an alienable right. We survived without them before... Zuckerfuckborg. That's my talk radio voice is really coming out when I talk about sure. Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know why, but you know. Well, here we are a week removed and wondering like what the fuck happened in any of that whole scenario? Like it was a very strange thing that we saw in front of us and you may be asking yourself, well, you're not Southpaw. You don't do these episodes. First of all, we were here before then. Hitler Second hated of- cancel culture. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he wasn't a big fan. Stalin, at Ted Bundy. There's a lot of people on the list. It says uh, a very funny joke from a friend of the show, Lori Kilmartin, that says, Twitter, 1943. Hitler should resign. Which <laughs> very fucking funny. So, okay, why does this apply to us? Because maybe, maybe, while the TV and the media that you have consumed, you don't want to talk about this. Well, Kev, did you know that conservatives and MMA are under attack? I want to stop you because I have a segment I want to do. I don't have music for you yet. So you're using the the over-under music? It works. Look, I want to go over... Multiple things that I don't understand because I haven't been paying attention. Okay. Let's just start with the batch of three, but I think this is going to help. The first one, MMA HO Hall of Famer says he lost TV job for being at Riot, which I love the phrasing. The second one, white to meet Khabib, press for one more fight. Sister, jailed UFC fighter was in bad mental state. It's like, oh, God. Okay, let's start up at the top. What the hell? Somebody got fired because they went uh, rioting, which, okay. That would be one Pat Militich, a.k.a. a UFC OG. <sighs> well, Kev, it turns out you can't just go protest, and that's a first what amendment What was Pat right. doing? He was there, too. I know. He was there. I he know was that, photographed being there. Uh, he was just, pho- oh, damn it. So you wonder, it's like, I'm like, was Pat Mills, was he just the one in the back? Does that make you feel better? I, I don't know. Well, he's thinking that, you know, yeah, I'm going to take some photos with some friends really talk about how great this is and our intentions are pure we just hate everything and oh. uh you know we really we really don't want to storm the capital with a game plan we're just gonna walk peacefully and speak loudly and let people know that we have feelings now granted they are going to make a ruling that is wildly unpopular with us from our fearless leader who told us to go do a thing and act strong i don't know anyway we don't listen to that but fuck these people let's see if we can overturn them and then fly back home so his uh, they catch wind of it back in whichever fight crew he's working for right now and they're like you're gone the story goes kev that he received word from the folks at lfa that maybe that wasn't the best event to be associated with Now, mind you, you wouldn't get that impression from the big smile on his face in the photos. But much like you'd taken a few selfies and then your parents come home and catch you having a rager, you kind of try to delete those things, but the parents kind of still know. 
So LFA, they were never really expressing any disappointment, at least if you were to ask one Pat Militich in his statement. They just were really getting a lot of pressure from people who said, maybe you shouldn't associate yourself with that event. And I see his comment, which mm-hmm. was, I want you guys to know that the people I walked with at the Capitol, none of them that I know of were involved in any of the violence, which, yes, you know, is part of my, um, that's a non-apology, like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> what? So you're just, you're going to acrimoniously ignore what's happened and be like, you know, I didn't see any violence. Okay, well, well people were killed, officers. You know. In my sphere of what I could see, as far as the eye could see, no violence and no hostages. So it didn't happen. What? Yeah, it does feel a little, uh, it's at least, and maybe I'm taking a statement out of context, which to be fair, that's what we do podcast wise. Mm. I don't know if there was more, but that would not be the statement I would want out. <laughs> I, I would want just no. a scotch more. I regret that anything I was associated with today turned into what mm-hmm. it turned into mm-hmm. and apologized mm-hmm. directly for what happened as opposed mm-hmm. to being like, can't help you. Wasn't aware of any violence. It's like, oh, okay. You just must so, have missed it. I mean, you know what? Everybody did. You were on the Capitol. It's hard to get cell service. Who could tell what's happening? It's not like the Capitol is in plain view. Don't forget, though. Except Kevin. it is directly just from a heads up. He was also saying that he didn't see any violence and that the media is totally reporting this wrong, even though there has been no reports that, you know, nobody who got detained happened to say, you know what? I love me some Antifa. Instead, it was all (laughs) them going, Oh, you know what? A hundred percent. We love Donald Trump and we can verify that with, um, you know, any of our Facebooks, but Militech in his own way went into the rhetoric that we love to call victimization. And this particular line, I don't know that I sent you this, but I, I held on to it because I wanted to read it out loud to you because I want your reaction to this. And the line from Pat Militich in response to all of this and assuring fans it's okay, you know these things happen, he says, but the price of freedom is going to be heavy, guys. Me losing my job, is part of that pain. <laughs> oh, that's first class assholery. All right, now I'm. A, I wasn't originally on the the firing side. I was like, <laughs> that feels harsh. But then I saw I saw his statement. I was like, screw it. I hear that. It's like, yeah, enjoy retirement then. Well, not he only was that, part of the then... Rogan squad, I guess that was there. But to me. <laughs> It just was such a clear. I've I've heard any like anti arguments. It's like this was a clear Trump riot that went over. We had a multitude of grappling people. We saw how many Gracie Barra tattoos did you see? I felt like I saw a lot of Gracie <laughs> tattoos. What you should know though is that this crosses the line into actual martyrdom, which I guess in my mind begs the question: What do you think that you're doing? Like, in your mind, this is a noble quest. And not only was it such a noble quest that you were being persecuted for no reason, even though a lot of people seem to be very angry about it for some strange reason. Maybe the people who are fearing for their lives and also a lot of people who say, actually, you're kind of disrupting the integrity of the whole thing. But when you get to the point and you say, I will except my fate of not being able to talk on a show about kick punch as my contribution toward the greater goal. And that greater goal is what? I don't know. But a good one. I'll get there. I'll figure that out later. So that was disconcerting. Anyway, so any other conservatives lost their job from the UFC yet? We'll bring that up in a second, but I just wanted to address this. When we put the meme up, or rioters, the, the issue, I guess the, I shouldn't the, put all conservatives. <laughs> it was only a select few storming the cap. That's fair. And it was kind of uh, redeeming to see some conservatives be like, you know what? That seems bad. I, I, upon further reflection. Did, I disagree strongly with said mm-hmm. actions. Now let's mm-hmm. get to voting. <laughs> 
we had one conversation. Well, we had some folks who expressed to us that the meme about Jorge Masvidal being bullied off of social media or, you know, taking a stand to show his disgust with it. It sparked some people who were very angry because I said, see, look, nobody cares. And there were people who clearly did. And they're like, you guys, verbal tap, just a bunch of snowflakes. I'll show you guys. I'm going to be really affected by this meme and write a long statement. And it got to the point, Kevin, where two people were arguing with each other who I don't even think understand. I like Jorge Masvidal as a fighter. But even if you take politics maybe a smidge out of this, this is just the stupid hill to die on. Like, you see the violence, you see all of this happening, you figure out and you say, much like Militich, for the greater good, I will give up my tweeting. And you go, <laughs> really? This is the contribution? This is what you bring to the party? This is like the kid who writes a poem for your Christmas gift at the family get together. It's like, well, that's nice, but I don't need to sit here and listen to this. Also, you know, I guess if we're still on this headline, could I say, Jorge, stick around. Where are you going? <laughs> I, I could be, I could be both for one of these and against the other one. Right. Yeah. I think Twitter should take it away from a president <laughs> that's lost it. Uh, and I just don't think it's a great thing for a president to be doing in general, just tweeting frequently. I think that is a bad place. Or when you find out that, oops, Parler actually wasn't really secure with its data practices. So it turns out it is a really good way to catch all of these people just by how their geographic regions are blip up on a certain thing and somebody recorded those and they do show what a little help parlor did in communicating on that kind of an and this event this is a fun moment to go patriot act lessons raf uh all of your data gets shipped offshore to a mexican server very briefly when you use amazon and google and uh, well hey welcome to the hell we've been trying to get you out of for fucking years <laughs> but you were like freedom just yep. sorry there you go it's a fun one kids anyway these are all discussions for a larger issue day. But if you return back to that, Jorge Masvidal, Pat Militich, thank you for your sacrifices. But also in that realm, yeah, Gina Carano is also there. And she's facing it both from the entertainment angle where she just goes, I'm just asking questions. What about these fair elections? You know, I mean, we got to do something about that. Okay, cool. Whatever you want. You're very good <laughs> in The Mandalorian. I don't necessarily subscribe to you and what you're saying but all of you guys are clearly very upset about parlor going away and it really begs the question when you guys went to parlor didn't it seem like you were going to a safe space to begin with and then when you did go to a safe space then you're crying that the safe space got taken away it's a very confusing thing that you try to reverse use on people anyway those are all my points to everybody who had an issue with it and the meme, I don't care. We had one person on there that basically told us, they're like, you guys have less than 10,000 followers. Kev, they had 128 followers. Ouch. And they were like trying to tell us, I'm going to unfollow you. And we had people in the comment section who just go, I don't even know. Like, dude, I don't even like the political standpoint. This is just a meme about a dude. And I just told them, I was like, yeah, dude, we're not going to miss you. You can leave anytime. Thank you. And um, it was very cathartic, though. It was a very nice thing to do after a very tough week was to tell some people, fuck off, bye. Fuck off, bye. Okay, bye. Cool. But are you with me? Come back, Jorge? I don't know. <laughs> are you well, just like, man? Listen, you don't hang out on the social media as much as I do for these things. Mm -hmm. And he definitely puts up hashtag the resurrection on every post. And... There is a certain fun about what he does with the three-piece and a soda. You go, that's the guy. Love that guy. Let's watch him fight. To watch him do it continuously, eh, not such a thing. However, if you're Jorge Masvidal and you're not known for winning the biggest of fights, don't you kind of need Twitter and like social media because, like, you know, it's like a fight with Usman. Um, you didn't win. But you're still fun to watch. But, yeah, I'm just saying, dude, maybe keep your social media for you. 
uh, unless that's part of the sacrifice. If you could say, oh, you know what, I was going to sell so many more pay per views, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go just for for this this thing. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for your service, Kev. I will address your other headlines now. Yes. Okay. Um, but I just mostly am like, Jorge, just give us uh, like your trading clips. Okay, White's gonna meet Khabib and press for one more fight. Yes. Who's the fight gonna be with? Well, some good news first of all. You know how we were saying that maybe the winner of Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor should be the interim title holder or maybe be given the title because Khabib was very adamant about retiring? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not happening. And guess what? Even if Khabib does somehow resist the charms of a Dana White, and how could you resist them, Kevin? How? He still will not award the title to that championship match should they still conclude that he will not return. Which begs many questions. But I guess the, the first and foremost that we'll address here, Kev, is, huh? <laughs> He said he's retired. If you're going to bring him back, it's supposed to be him and GSP. That's the one that everybody wants. But Dana White right now is on a hard persuasion sell. Like we're talking car dealer at a shady, shystery place, really trying to seal the deal and told you that, you know, he went to go talk to the manager and he's got a real good deal for you. The fight deal that he is trying to sell you right now is Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov too. Huh? And most of us who would get that deal at a shady car dealer would go, I don't think I need it. Uh, I, I think we're good. And Dana White goes, no, no, no. I mean, you, you want this one. You want it. I promise you it's way more interesting that GSP one. Uh, yeah, that's OK. But you want this one. And he's been on an aggressive push for that. OK, I would like. A Diaz brother or someone fun for Khabib that I mean, do you, you wouldn't want to see him fight Connor again, really? Like that, that just feels brutal, doesn't it? He just wants to make the money off of it. It's the hard part is that I've seen articles, aka clickbait headlines, that say Dana White's idea for Khabib and Connor is something that he's like, no, I got a real good reason. And when it says he's going to press for that one more fight, he just says it just makes more sense, you know? And I think he's trying to make the argument that he went into the fourth round or he went longer rounds than most of these guys who are amazing. And, you know, Connor's really, he's got his head on his shoulders again. This is the good Connor, not the bad Connor that like reveals my DMs. This is the good Connor. Well, I'm super bored. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm super bored with Connor versus anyone. I'm worried he might not even beat Poirier. So I I just think it's a more fun fight if it's like, uh, oh, shit, Nate's going to fight him because that grappling ground and pound might work, just might not. There's no one else that's really fun. Adesanya's too big, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less- and... Khabib really to him, like, and his legacy, I don't think he seems interested in anything else. He really does not. It's it's remarkable. What I would tell you, though, is Khabib seems like he wants to sort an organization that will be on uh, UFC Fight Pass. So I think that's been kind of the impasse. And I think that part of the negotiations that go back and forth is that Khabib goes, well, I want it to be on Fight Pass and you to use your full marketing arm. Or let's just say, I want you to do X for me. And Dana White says, cool, fight one more fight. And Khabib goes, I kind of made this big to-do about me retiring. It would be really bad if I did that. And Dana goes, tough, I'm not going to do shit for you then. I would assume that's along the lines of how that goes. Because for Khabib to even entertain it, it's like, why? And then it announces, Khabib goes, I've got a cell phone service. Really? You're, you're hawking mobile product? You know, do you? You're not going to hawk, say, uh, an alcohol like Connor. So make your money. We're going to do it next week. Khabib announces he's going to have his own fight organization. 
Hmm. Yeah, if I'm a betting man. Oh, it's going to go on Fight Pass too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Only if it's coming to TNT and it's like tonight, Kosovo versus Stalingrad. <laughs> so they fight that's... like in a concrete warehouse <laughs> that had been previously bombed. <laughs> Stefan's co- doing commentary. Snoop Dogg's there, so <laughs> high in his own booth this time, and it is the best. Could you imagine though, if Poirier does beat McGregor? I'm pretty sure Poirier's like, like, I don't need to fight him again. I'm good. You saw what happened to me. Eh, it's just, nah. I, I, yeah, there's a, there's a real fear punch for either of them. Has to be. And mm-hmm. I don't mean to like, this isn't a knock to them. They're just not on the level. I don't think of Khabib at this point. They, they would play admit that as well. So, cause Gacy is still bouncing around and, Frankly, let's see if this is a good fight. It might not be. That's my fear. Well, Connor is predicting that he will dust Poirier in 60 seconds. That is barely an Irish minute. Mm-mm. That doesn't count for much time. Well, okay, I'd like to see that. Raf, next mm. headline we're going to skip. Because it's about Erwin Rivera having a mental episode and stabbing a sister. It's not fun. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just out to the Erwin family, I guess. Good luck. We'll be thinking positive thoughts. Let's go. UFC Fight Island events to have fans in arena. What? Can I tell you my best element that I read that I wanted to talk to you about? Sure. Obviously, when you look over the protocols, it's all like, you better get a temperature check. It'll be social distanced. Everybody's got to wear a mask. All the usuals. Did you know that food can apparently be ordered direct to your seat? Now, when I was reading the protocols, I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, you got to be careful with your food because it's all got to be prepackaged. And, you know, you're gonna do- oh, it's like a movie? Oh, shit. It's like one of those fancy movie theaters. Yeah, that seems fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm in on that. Fucking bring me my food. And it made me start thinking, like, are they going to have the Barca loungers there? Because nothing would entertain me more than do fight coverage as if I was going to the real upgraded Arclight or the upgraded AMC theaters where all of a sudden you're like, yeah, this thing, it's, uh, it's a reclining chair, too. This one holds my mask. This actual chair is a mask did you know that i'm wearing a mask right now it's crazy it's a purifier like that's how absurd it is i would say this to some of the fighters and our hearts do go out to them kev in the sense that some of them really miss fights with an audience so i'm trying not to rain on their parade but especially after seeing alabama this weekend or this week and seeing all those people outside i enjoy sports but no athlete in the world. And this is coming from a guy who's had two very good things happen to his sports city within the past six months. Shut up. Not worth it. Oh, shut up. You know what? Let's turn this back to you then. Let's say your beloved Chiefs win and they do have a parade. Because, you know, would (laughs) you go to that parade? Are you kidding? No. I don't trust the people of Missouri that are going to (laughs) be mostly there. So when I see the people of Alabama and I even see the people of Fight Island where I don't know what their case is. Abu Dhabi Department of Culture and Tourism discuss permitting spectators. When they have the opportunity to go see a fight, I think to myself, you know, I enjoy Conor McGregor as a fighter. Not going to risk it. No, 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 not important. Love the way Alabama plays. Definitely not going to go hang out with 20,000 of my besties on the street. And you want to see a new Where's Waldo game? Play this game on that one. Go see if you can find the people wearing the masks, because that'll strain your eyes. 2,000 people in an 18,000 people arena. And Raph, I cannot believe we didn't cover. (laughs) Do you think we could get credential to the next ADDOCT meeting where they discuss permitting? (laughs) 
I would love to hear the Parks and Recs gallery of people who have questions. Because <laughs> I, I would. I'd be like, will signal. the event be on fire? Can it be? <laughs> Can we have sharks this time, please? Who is the halftime entertainment? Is it going to be the weekend? He's doing the Super Bowl. Maybe he'd do this too. <laughs> is the weekend healthy? He doesn't look healthy right now. Uh, is Jack Black going to do it? Do you have anyone in mind? Like, could we cut him off? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's going down, and Fight Island's going to be the first opportunity to really see fans, I guess, with the UFC setting in, in a long time. So, who knows what it'll look like. And I think the beautiful thing about that one in particular is. We know the UFC PR machine, even if someone did get COVID, you're not going to hear about it. There's no contact tracing. They're going to tell you they're doing contract tracing, but then all of a sudden the first person that gets COVID, they're just going to like, they're going to quietly get rid of that person. You're like, who have you had contact with and who have you been tracing? Tell us now. (laughs) Like, what? Perfect. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'll write that down. Get out of here, you stupid asshole. That's the UFC. And they're just going to go, no. Can you (laughs) tell me if you've been around? No. And this is also the UFC is, you and I have talked about this, but Mm -hmm. there are times it's not a real sport. This is one of those times. I would even venture to guess the wrestling, professional wrestling federation has all of their um, performance athletes perform elites on on a monitor right so that's what the nfl does that's what the nba does that's what all sort of uh, hockey the, the baseball they everybody has some version of well your whoop or whatever strap this is not a whoop advertisement but they have them that's what i think the nba is using mm. and it helps them do contact tracing or they have special bracelets in the nfl case the usc ain't doing none of that like Drew Dober's not wearing a contact tracing bracelet right now. You know, they're not one. I think we would see it in the pictures. And two, he just, uh, it, they're not doing any of that. Is my point. Well, Drew Dober would also be of this mindset where if he had the one that wraps around the chest, he'd be like, can I not? He'd be like, why? Um, it, it blocks gets in three the fourths of, of my top ab. He'd be like, Drew, listen, dude, you don't need to make every photo a thirst trap. Uh, I will say this, Ken. Uh, Drew Dover was doing a QA and a on Instagram, and I stopped in for five minutes, and I asked two questions. The first was, when are you coming to train and get heel hooked out in L.A.? And I fully expected him to shit on me because, as you may recall, fans of the show, Drew has been turning heel on us for a while. And I'm just entertained to see if he's going to say something funny back. And he's like, man, you know, you guys, the jiu-jitsu, you got crazy heel hooks. That's that's crazy. Man, you guys are nuts. I go, that was unusual. I wasn't expecting him to take that road. Hmm. Let's ask him a second question. Drew, who takes your photos and how much time do they spend photoshopping your abs? And guess what? Did not respond to that one. So that tells me something, Kevin. It's real. The fact that he did not respond to that maybe leads us to believe here on the show. Maybe the abs aren't real. Maybe they're <laughs> very, very meticulously photoshopped to the point where Drew Dober goes, mm-mm, more. Add more. Add another ab. Add eight, three, four, seven, whatever. Make it an odd number, not even. And he's probably watched The Boys season two. And if you have, you're going to get this reference. He's probably got a good ab meme guy. I know that's <laughs> that's important if you're going to spread propaganda on the internet. Deep cut for the people that watch The Boys season two. <laughs> Raph, next headline. Jan Sterling set for March 6th at UFC 259. Ready for it. Want it. Next headline, UFC donates extra $1 million to brain health research. All right. Do you want me to counter with my headline? Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. I think you guys will enjoy this article that you can find 
I believe, from the good folks over at MMA Fighting, who basically showed you the remnants of what happens when you fight for too long, a.k.a. the Spencer Fisher story. And I guess, Kev, as I send this to you over on our Facebook, maybe just kind of look at the photo and tell me if you don't think this is maybe possibly the best promo photo that you've seen that details all of the shit fighters go through and very quickly lets you know the type of article you're going to be reading. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. That guy looks uh, bloodied up. Well, Spencer Fisher retired in the UFC in 2012, and I guess some of the quotations that they have here are very much to the point where he says he can't remember certain things, there's certain real trauma in his life as a result of fighting, even though he considerably, all things, uh, kind of ended the career at an early stage, which you would hope would prevent most things. Meanwhile, Dan Stoop is saying on his Twitter, uh, as pertaining to this article, 42% of MMA fighters say their daily lives and training are already affected by MMA-related injuries. And 29% think that they already may be living with the effects of brain trauma slash CTE. So if you would like to go contest those things, and I don't know why you're that person, or you just want to find out more, go to theathletic.com as well. And that between that and the MMA fighting article, it's it's a lot. All right. Well, I'll round third as we've uh, addressed more serious topics for a more serious start to 2021. We're ready for it. We're not fooled. Raph and I weren't like, oh, 2021, our problems will be solved. Admittedly, we were ready to limp out of 2020. But that's the beauty of great defense and very little offense. We're ready for 2021. We knew this was going to happen. We're just taking a deep breath, frustrating you. Uh, I'm wrapping you up in that half guard that's super hard to get out of. Raf doesn't matter. Probably letting you try and pass. But if you head on over to bjpen.com, oh, you no. will find some super hilarious. Like, First of all, Uriah Faber looking shredded at age 41. Cool. Worthy of front page front page along with canon advertising i love it um ufc on abc one loses another fighter so that one less important than shredded uriah favor but important fires the beeb for us the shares a bold prediction cool um matt brown expected to be the first person to ko carlos condit in dominant performance Eek. Okay, <sighs> but the main one, Max Holloway promises to do something special against Calvin Gator. Raph, what does something special mean? You know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I think that in a different world, maybe if I was his friend, like part of his inner circle, I would probably insult him mm -hmm. and roast him to no avail but i can't do it with him because i just find him so immensely likable and, and fun and nice and <laughs> clearly good at what he does yeah, yeah it, it's hard to really shit on his parade because in his biggest losses it's like you know you just gotta keep choo choo choosing to believe and i go oh how the fuck do you make fun of this guy this isn't a front. It's just to him. Ah, fuck. Meanwhile, him bringing out his kid whenever he's got a title. It's like Steph Curry bringing out the kids for a greatest hits collection. I'm not going to hate on any of that. What I will tell you is great fight has a lot of interest. Definitely has piqued mine. But I would also tell you uh, there's a triple header, Kev, of three title fights, I think, on that aforementioned UFC pay-per-view card. And this is of concern to me for this next week as well. I think they overloaded the UFC ABC card because there's a number of fights. And I was trying to corroborate this to say, how many fights are there? Somebody put up like a, a photo that said all the fights that are on the card. And I said, even if you're overestimating, just in case 
COVID happens and you got to get rid of a couple for a three hour slot. It seemed like they were putting out maybe nine of the 15 fights that they have on the both prelims and the main card. And I go, you're going to do fucking about eight or nine fights in three hours. You're telling me this now, like you could have always done this and you choose to do it now because you're putting it on I'm ABC and you need something big. So I enjoy the fact that it is going to be on ABC. That is historic. It takes it back to boxing days. And I'm pretty sure ABC is loving the fact that they got something to put on in January because everybody else has football except them. They stupidly gave that up years ago. So, yeah, I think the UFC <laughs> is going to do them a solid. Here's what I'm going to say, though, Kev. We talked a little bit about that. We should also tell our fans and friends it will be on very early. So I think the prelims over here on Best Coast Time are going to be 12 p.m., which means the main card is 3 p.m. So brace yourselves. It will be a very interesting thing to see. So I don't know that we're, we're necessarily going to be uh, crazy if Carlos Condit loses, but I think it's kind of cool that he's uh, kind of headlining or co-main eventing, I should say. Uh, this event, it looks like they, they knew that they could have somebody be reliable on that. But I, I got to tell you, Kev, I almost send you that card. And then I realized, no, I might give Kevin actual raised blood pressure if he saw how many fights are on this card. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, now, just as a fun exercise for the audience, as they mm -hmm. go to com and spend their Christmas money... I am going to head over to UFC schedule and results. You do that. I'm going to tell you some good news because I do have a couple little quick things for you. Holy Number one. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I did not oh, no. realize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to have this uh, potentially. I'm going to a cabin in the mountains this weekend. We'll see. Might have to see if I can get this. ABC. Thank God. Yeah. And it's nice. It's a network. It's nice to be on network again. Uh, it's been a while since we've had mixed martial arts on a main network. So we'll see. And don't forget, it's the network of Disney. So we'll see how everybody plays that night. And it was just a year ago that we had uh, programming that was uh, the lead in for Conor McGregor and um, Cerrone. They were doing Bisping and they had a preview show, and I said, that was just weird to see. It was like it was college football on ABC, and it, it, it took me aback. But, Kevin, changing topics, I just want to kind of hit you with two things that I think will make you very pleased. Number one, Paige Van Zandt is going to headline the bare-knuckle fighting pay-per-view that's uh, on Super Bowl weekend. Do you know the name of the event she is headlining? <laughs> no. Just, okay, so if you're taking – the spectacle that is bare knuckle fighting, if you're them and you want to appeal to a certain demographic, what would you call the biggest event you have for bare knuckle fighting? Just top of your head, give me the title of that card. The Super Brawl. That's pretty good, and it's not far off. You might kind of punch yourself in the face when you hear what they did go with, <laughs> okay. which is they went with Knuckle Mania. Oh, ouch. All right, fine, but disagree. If it's near Super Bowl weekend, Super Brawl, it's way better. To be fair, I think... Knuckle Mania, I just see it. Oh, Van Zant versus Hart. Okay, I'm kind of seeing it now. I think Super Brawl might actually already be taken, if we're being honest. But, uh, oh, that was one of the other ones. This is a tiny one. Uh, it's a Dana White hopes Nate Diaz fights in 2021, but not counting on it, which is a nice way of saying, I don't want to pay him. I don't, I don't think he's interested. Mm, AKA, mm, I don't want to give him that much money if we're being honest. Um, the other thing to note here is this is the funnier one in my brain, which is we talk about Tony Ferguson and, you know, they said they did give $1 million to brain trauma. I think Tony Ferguson might be the first to need to be volunteered for this. This is a comment in response to them saying, did you know that in Khabib's first 15 pro MMA fights, 
He fought eight fighters with zero career wins, with six opponents making their MMA debut. So Tony Ferguson straight out tries to shit on those things, those padded fights on Khabib's career, where he's trying to reason why Khabib's record isn't all that great. Which you kind of have to say to Tony Ferguson, bro, no, 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 don't, you don't need to do any of that. And even as a result, I thought this was the saddest part about it. You know that it's sad when Michael Bisping is the, you know, kind of logic reason. That terrifies me. Where he just goes, hey, man, there's there's nothing to what you're bringing onto the table here. You don't. Please sit down. Stand down, Tony Ferguson. (laughs) So those were the two little nuggets that I said. I think Kevin will be entertained by those. And I would also tell you this, Kev. It does appear, and don't quote me on this, but it does appear that, yes, ADCC has dates. Oh, good. Then they won't be like me that one year for prom. Excellent. (laughs) When? It doesn't matter. It's coming up. November is going to be the dates, I think, in New Jersey again. Uh, We'll see. Is is kind of the, the funny way of probably addressing this all in one swoop. But, uh, you know, hey, athletes, you got something to train for now. And maybe this is a good way to tell people um, if you wear your masks, maybe you get an ADCC. Feels like a real shot at the Dana Hurt Net Squad. We're going to New Jersey. (sighs) Screw you. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see. And I do famously remember Gordon saying he was going to enter into the heavyweight division at ADCC because the one thing he hasn't won, as per him, is an ADCC trials. So for a person who's already guaranteed a spot into it, not only is he trying to flex on you, <laughs> he could potentially be just trying to block you. Can we uh, yell dick eating. move? Yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. I, at this point, it's just him and DeBlast jerking each other off because DeBlast will famously tell you the ADCC trials that he has won, and he has, but you know within their group chat it's them just doing all of this and Gordon probably getting drunk like a woman in a Scorsese film and saying, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'll enter trials. Okay. And I'll win trials. I don't need you. And that's when DeBlas says you had like one Cosmo. Can you imagine that. LeBron retiring in six or seven years? <laughs> And enrolling for a, a single semester at Duke. Being like, I just want to finish this one thing. I got to get a college title. We'd be like, you're insane. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But yep. nope. Gordon's, Gordon's like, got to do it. Got to take a step back. Great. Okay. Don't worry, guys. In the future, Gordon will say that he's going to go into the Olympics and then quickly say, you know, the Special Olympics look like um, look like I should give them the run for their money, too. Gordon, that, you know what? Let's not ruin it for him. Let's just let him have his dream. I, I am quite enamored by the coming trials because... I guess ultimately he's really doing it for for no real reason because no. they'll just go to the next person. Because I was like, well, he's going to rob somebody. They was like, wait, no, he won't. Because they'll just kind of move to the next. I guess. Or I think the real dickish thing to do would be to win both trials. So let's say he wins the East Coast trials and then come to like West Coast trials and there's Gordon again. You go. Dude, come on. Well, I only won the East Coast, so I want to win the West Coast also. Tom's uh, never won both trials, and I decided this year that I would do it. Cut to Mo in the background, just putting his palm straight into his face and thinking like, what will I do with these guys? This is a a true sitcom moment for this group. He shows up at the International event is like i've never won the international trials i thought you guys I... may not know this but now that i live in puerto rico i actually am uh i have a uh, residency to other places so i can now uh say that i've lived in uh 
Is this Oceana? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I'm just going to come here and win. Also, weird. masks don't work, so. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, damn it. What a time to be alive. Okay. Well, Raph, I, that's it for this has been Headlines. Thank you for helping catch me up. I feel fully indoctrinated back into MMA media. It's good. And, again, I'm glad that you got caught up because I'm I'm just wondering – at what point did you put your phone down? Because I would send you stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't kind of know that was happening. And was it helpful to just kind of go away from it? Oh, always. Yeah, because, you know, I'm so close to my phone a lot of the time. And I preach a balance. That's self-care. Mm-hmm. There we go. Self-care for 2021. Because I'll tell you my thing with. But after last Wednesday, when I watched a coup happen on live TV, I was like, I needed a slight media break for the weekend. (laughs) Because I know that when I saw them going to ratify it, and you heard rumblings that a few of these these rebel GOP senators and House members, they're going to come together. I put it on my iPad. And at my work, everybody's just looking at me like, oh, are you watching that? And I go, yeah, I just got a weird feeling. I don't don't really feel great about this. And then all of a sudden, I had this particular moment when I could kind of see what was happening. And to the people in my office, I just very quietly said, oh, hey, guys, there's an uprising. And nobody batted an eye. Like, everybody goes, Yeah, I guess there would be. Yeah, that checks out. And I guess that's probably a good way of telling you the situation that we're in. So it's been a fucking week here, people. And, you know, we're only a couple weeks into 2021. And it was a very nice way of saying, well, that's a fun thing to do. So kudos to everybody who kind of predicted this would happen. Maybe even we did. I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I'm pretty sure we said something to the effect of this might happen. But, uh, hey, I'm just glad most people are healthy. Oh, and I would say this. There's also a very weird element where maybe somebody within our community uh, maybe stole a table. No, a fucking podium. <laughs> well, maybe this, ahead of we never here. addressed this. <laughs> we did not address this. Here's as a host. This this advice is free. We are not responsible for every guest that comes on our show. However. When there is an element of people who get very angry if they see that you've talked to people and they'll be like, oh, I can't believe you guys talked to that person. How dare you? What's very interesting in the respect of seeing somebody walk out with a podium and saying, "Uh oh, that's closer than we think. They've been on one of our friends shows. Just the quickest way to get rid of it is to say, yeah, I'm really not a fan of uh Hostile takeovers of the, the government where you're kind of doing treasonous shit. It's a pretty simple statement. Just put that out there. And I think you'll be fine. But I got to tell you, it does feel weird whenever they're kind of touching around the element of, does that guy do jujitsu? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Not that I know of. Nope. Because at my work, again, I looked at somebody and I go, damn it. I go, what? I go, by, uh, Degrees of Kevin Bacon, I can do it in two. <laughs> go, yeah, I go, yep, yep, that's really disappointing. And uh, I guess the one thing that's a little redeeming about it is seeing him get his due, not just from justice a little bit so far. We'll see what happens pending, uh, but also from the social media because the memes about him have been glorious. And I have to say, Kevin, there was something pretty funny about sitting at home. And seeing this headline go up before I even made my way into work, because that dude said with, via his lawyer, you know, he was just there to witness some history. Oh, my Kev, God. If that's your defense, can you give me an example of somebody else who might have just been there to witness history? And it was just bad timing. <laughs> I don't want to. Because the ones that immediately come to my mind are just not great uh, for usage. But that's a terrible excuse. 
It's just, um, oh my God. I can't believe, and I think he's like a brown belt. It was like, uh, that checks out. He carried that thing out with such weight balance. He did just lift it. And of course he shows up on a pod calling thing from someone. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> um, well, here's what you should know, Kev. This is his actual lawyer speak for his defense. He was there to witness a little bit of history, and that's the extent of it. He wasn't involved in any coup, in any planning of entering the Capitol. The guy that Things... fueled up the Hindenburg, uh, Kennedy's driver. Like, There's a lot of people that's like, uh, whoa, what? I mean, I was present, but... Kev, and I shit you not, this is the last part of that statement. Things got out of hand. <laughs> is normally yeah. something... You say, yeah, they did for an entry in the Hangover series. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, it does feel a little like an understatement. Things got out of hand, but so I think this is a good way for us to kind of end on this episode. Is you know, don't ruin jujitsu for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I understand you guys are gonna feel how you feel about whatever politically. A lot of it does not make any sense. But you do make things a little complicated for the rest of us when we see something and say, yeah, jiu-jitsu people, they tend to be pretty good and pretty down to earth. Oh, that dude. Yeah, he trains, but I'm sure he's a brown belt. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's not going to make us look good. (sighs) Okay. So think about that because it just sucks for the rest of us. And especially – when we have to sit here and watch people not even say maybe that's a bad thing, but then go straight into the tactic of saying like, well, but what about black lives? You know, protests. They, they did that too. Mm, No, Uh, they murdered zero police officers. So I guess what I'm saying is false equivalence, bad. Also don't be a douche. And, you know, slightly different to be protesting injustice versus being like <laughs> democracy is a lie. It's like, how can you explain more? No. Like, it would be super helpful if you could explain a scotch more. It's like, I cannot. I was actually going to make you tell me in your head, if you're one of them that was there, say you're Pat Militich, okay? One of those people who was there. And maybe you were looking at it from a bird's eye. What do you think? Like, explain to me what the goal is that day. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> I've been having this thought exercise, and it's what really will send a chill down your spine. Because it's similar to what happens ultimately if if the Congress votes to not certify election results. You essentially have to declare martial law until you decide how you're going to do elections from now on. Not a constitutional scholar, but not a great time for that in this particular instance. We don't have somebody, they didn't even write a Republican charter this year. So that's how much he cares about documents. And they were straight up trying to overtake it. And I believe this crowd, if you're following their logic, thought, well, if we just overtake it and remove the results, they can't certify it. He'll enact the military to help us and we'll start an a new society is kind of like, and you're just like, well, that sounds insane. It's like, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Cause they're not really, it wouldn't bother me if they just wanted to peacefully protest that they don't like who won the election, but this is a protest of no, we will hold people hostage. And what they were shouting and doing was, Oh, shocking, man. And that's yeah. what's crazy, isn't it? Isn't the next yeah. case of action they hope the military's on their side? Because they killed a cop. Like, you can't kill a cop and think, well, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Different and, echelon. And I guess everybody hard- knows rap gangs, mm. East LA, like, you do not kill cops. Yeah. That's the part that it's like, holy shit. They were getting away with this while they were being this violent. Oh, man. I mean, as someone who's been a part of some marches here in Denver, 
The Denver police, who just recently issued a 132-page document of Mia Culpa's, I mean, they fired, they admitted in the document, they fired it at protesters who were, they just wanted to go away. They fired tear gas and rubber bullets at a lot of them. They admitted multiple counts of misconduct. It's like, this was a different experience. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a bummer. It sucks. We're it's like trying anti- to figure Joe it out. We're like anti-Joe Rogan here, because we should be being like, yeah, we should explore it, man. New World Order. What the fuck's it mean? What do we do? Because there was a lot of... Ro- Did you notice? Mm-hmm. There was a good amount of Joe Rogan. Every like one out of 84 hateful people would be like, Joe Rogan shirt. I saw that. I saw the Joe Rogan product. <laughs> I saw the sponsorship. There it is. That's a Joe Rogan thing. I wonder if his podcast... You know, this is true, and I said this when uh, Trump issued his statement. When I was in, I lived in D.C., we went to the rally to restore sanity between um, Colbert and Jon Stewart, and we couldn't find anyone in our group because cell service was gone. Like, you can't text within, and it was the same with Obama's inauguration. It's, it's you're no service whatsoever. And any drop is getting used up by the 9,000 cameras that all the networks are pumping in with a satellite. So to see them be like, uh, call it off. Here's the Twitter statement. Yeah, they can't see that. And <laughs> neither, can, neither can anything else. But the fact that they were so organized with us, like, this is unreal. There's snipers up here. Not the DC I lived in, Raph. Not the one. What I would tell you, though, is... And I thought about this today when I wasn't necessarily shocked when I saw Trump was going to defuse and dodge bullets. And I'm not even talking about the fact that Bill Belichick, the most surprising face turn of 2021, even he has to distance himself and go, you know, I'm bad. But um, even I even I have my uh, my standards, so not going to not going to accept the congressional warfare and then he put his cassette tape in and played (laughs) i won't back down (laughs) you can stand me up (laughs) but like just to show you the precedent for that vocab no one no one no person has ever said no thanks nobody bill belichick did a guy who is a noted cheater goes, mm, no, not not gonna do that. So when you look at Donald Trump saying they looked at his his words and it was to the T, everything was fine. Don't worry, I you know there's a lot, a lot of people said it was fine. Mm-hmm. We know that trick. And they they looked at it, they analyzed it, they said what I said was just fine. Well, I didn't say it was fine. In fact. You could argue that's why you have the problem, but okay. But it occurred to me when he was deflecting today that if you were to take his statements and just plug them into the mouth of a James Bond villain in about 50 years, film critics with no context will call that character overdeveloped. Without fail, they're going to be like, that doesn't seem like a real thing. No person would ever say that or get away with it. Society wouldn't allow that. Most of society, yes, but a nice number of folks. I guess what we're saying here is we're in for the long haul here, kids. It's going to be a weird time. Don't mess with this Chiefs game this weekend, Raph. Oh, yeah. Well, your thing was the Chiefs game. I'll tell you guys what my biggest pet peeve was. And Kevin made mention of this to me in private. But it's a real thing. When you see a coup happening in front of you, and your first thought is, this is terrible. But your second immediate thought after that is, holy fuck, is this going to ruin the show that I've been working on for months, almost years now? It's premiere because people are so fed up with it. Anyway, good way to transition. You guys should all watch Mr. Mayor. No reason. Just saying. If you like your pal Raph, go watch that show. It's That's it. Excellent. It's delightful. Ted Danson is a gift and a treasure, and Bobby Moynihan is one of the funniest human beings in the world. So the fact that I was so ready to tell you guys, because I had to wait for it to premiere to say, look, that's a good one. Watch that one. 
then all of a sudden they go, you get people who say, ah, you know what? I'm just so tired of politics. I'm just, I'm so tired. I just, I want to get away from it at all. It's like, mm, you could watch funny politics. This is not politics. I assure <laughs> you, this is a uh, very funny. And Ted Danson. Oh man. <laughs> it's very fucking good. Sam fucking Malone. And for you new kids, because I've learned the different places you know him from, Becker. And for you newer, newer kids, the guy that Larry David hates on fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> that guy. Watch his show. I don't have a vested interest in it other than maybe having employment. So that's it. But I like the fact that Kevin had the same thought, which was, Raph, I'm very concerned. I want to make sure your premiere goes well. I was like, I do too. Fuck you guys and your coup. You won't take my comedies for me. Well, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...